You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 171. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Today, we are diving into the areas that you should DIY in your business when you're just starting out. Now, I want to be upfront with you because some of what I'm going to share today may be a little bit tough to hear, but here's the thing. I always want to be honest with you. My goal is to help you build your business and move it forward. And I want to make your online marketing easy. And part of making online marketing easy is outsourcing for sure. I've talked about it on my show many times, and I've also talked about finding the right people in your business to help you get the most important projects done. Most recently, I shared how I found, hired, and work with my project manager. That was episode number 159. I'm all about finding the right people for your team. And I truly do believe that you can leverage many different tasks in your business. But I also know that when you're just starting out, there are areas that should be left to only one person in your business. And that is you. Now, let me back up for just a moment because the entire idea of this episode came after I was talking to one of my good friends who also happens to be a project manager, and she was just breaking into Facebook ads in her business. She's just getting her business up and running, and she started to do some webinars, and so, of course, she wants to run some Facebook ads. And so the conversation went something like this. I said, oh, how are your Facebook ads going? Tell me all about it. Are you filling up your webinar? And my friend said, well, we were having some challenges. We weren't getting as many people on the webinar. So my Facebook ads girl changed some things around. She tweaked some some stuff inside the power editor and we're good to go. So I said to her, well, what exactly did she tweak? What did she change to get better results? And my friend said, "Uh, I have no idea. And that is a no-go when you are just starting out in your business because my friend didn't even have the foundation of Facebook ads. She was trusting somebody else with one of the most important areas of her business. Now, I'll talk more about my friend later in this episode and what ultimately happened. But the reason I'm making this specific episode is because no one knows your business better than you. And when you're just starting out, you're truly making distinctions and choices and coming up with different ideas that shape where your business is going. So in the beginning, you need to invest your own time, your own resources into learning the different aspects that can move the needle in your business. Now, I'm going to talk about five of those areas today, why you need to do it yourself in that area, and then some points to keep in mind. Oh, and at the end, I will answer the question that's very likely on your mind. Well, how long should I actually do it myself before I outsource or before I hire somebody else to do this on my team? Yes, I will answer that question for sure. 
My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Okay, so let's dive into DIYing the most important aspects of your business. We're going to start with the big guns, your website. I know, I know it could feel incredibly intimidating to actually create your website on your own, but I'll tell you this, it's incredibly doable. And here's one thing I know for sure. So many of my peers and myself, this has happened to me as well. Early on building our business, we hired somebody to build our website for us and we spent way too much money and way too much time on our website, and we could have done it ourselves and then focused on other areas of our business that would start making us money faster. Now, the reason we spent way too much money and way too much time with somebody doing our website for us was because we didn't know truly what we needed and what we wanted and what our audience needed from us as well. When you're just starting out, There are so many unanswered questions, and until you start blogging regularly or creating your weekly podcast or your weekly video show, until you start building your social media presence, building your email list and connecting with your ideal customer avatar, you will really have no clear vision for your own platform, your website. And so until you get in the trenches a little bit more, I say create something simple and do it yourself. Now, back in the day when I worked on my website, one thing that was very different than today is that there weren't as many really amazing WordPress themes. And so I remember spending days and days and days, maybe weeks, trying to figure out which theme would work best for my business. These days, I feel like you have so many great options and so many WordPress themes are drag and drop. Jessica Ray, who designed my current website, was talking to me recently about encouraging people to DIY their website. And she said, the technology is way easier than it's ever been. And that's one reason why she feels that it is incredibly doable to actually work on your website yourself. Now, remember, I'm saying when you're just starting out, because when you do it yourself, you won't add all those crazy bells and whistles that tend to get most people in trouble with their website in terms of spending too much time and too much money. Remember, you're just gonna keep it simple. You're gonna think about your overall strategy 
And when people come to your website, what do you want them to do? And also, how are you going to grow your email list with your website? I'd rather you spend more time on focusing on a really great core lead magnet for your website that you put on the homepage, like in that feature box across the top before the fold. By the way, so many WordPress themes now offer that feature box functionality where you can put your freebie front and center on your homepage. I highly recommend you check into those themes. I'll link to a few of the themes that add those feature boxes so you can do your lead magnet front and center. I'll add those to the show notes. But basically, here's what I want to say. Once you start to figure out the mechanics around how different pieces come together on your website, in the future, you can definitely outsource this and get a beautiful website created. But right now, as you're starting out, you're still making really important decisions and distinctions in your business. You're figuring out who you are in your business and what you want to offer, and you're learning more about your avatar. So for at least the first year, there's so many unanswered questions that you're figuring out. You might not even know that yet, but I promise you it's true. So with that, I'd love to see you tackle your own website the first time out. Keep it really simple. Now, I have a few resources to help you do so. The first one is from my own website designer, Jessica Ray. And we were talking again about DIYing your website. And she has truly made a career out of distilling the website process so that you can do it yourself. And she has this great step-by-step freebie around doing your website on your own. So I'm going to link to Jessica's freebie in my show notes. Now there's another freebie that is totally worth checking out. It's so good. It's from my friend, Christy Kiever, and she is all about branding. I mean, this girl knows branding so well, and she has this freebie called five brand clarity questions you need to answer before you design anything. And I thought this would be a great freebie if you're thinking about doing your website yourself and you have no clue about how to brand your business, because believe me, branding is one area that I've definitely struggled with from the get go. So Christy is definitely a go-to source that I want you to have in your back pocket and I want you to grab her freebie. I will link to that in the show notes as well. And the final resource I'll give you if you're going to get on board with this idea of you doing your website the first time out is episode number 160. It's called Behind the Scenes of My Website Redesign. Now, in that episode, I talk about having Jessica do my website design because at that point I'd been in business for many, many years. However, I learned so much about redoing my website and about the decisions I had to make and where I needed to get involved in the mistakes I made along the way. So I think you'll get a lot of value from episode 160, even if you're going to do it yourself, which obviously I'm highly encouraging you to do so now. So your first DIY when you're just starting out is to do your website on your own. Okay, the second area of your business that I want you to DIY when you're just starting out is writing your own copy. And this one I feel incredibly passionate about because I want you to be able to nail down your own voice. I don't want someone else's interpretation of your voice. And that's what will happen 
if you don't do it yourself from the get-go. I want you to get really comfortable talking to your audience through email marketing, through social media, through sales pages, the whole shebang. I want you to write your own copy. Now, this is something that I definitely did starting out for many, many years. I wrote my own copy. However, I did make a mistake in the very first few months of my business when I was trying to put my own website together. I hired a copywriter to write my about page and it was a disaster. It was just so bizarre how she talked about me and the tone she used. And at the time, I didn't even really understand what my personality was going to be through my writing. I didn't know what my voice even sounded like in terms of copy. So I hadn't done it myself. And then I hired this woman who really didn't know much about me, even though I tried to give her some information. She just didn't know me. So I looked at this about page that she wrote and I thought, this is not me. This isn't even close to me. But then I got more confused, like, well, what does my voice sound like through my writing? What personality is going to shine through? What words do I use? What's my tone? Now I was really confused because someone else had said, this is your voice. And it was my fault. I hired her to do so. So a lot of this DIY information I'm giving you is really from my own experiences of where I messed up and looking back how I wish I would have approached the whole thing. So when you hire someone too early on to write your voice, they're going to create something that's not even you. So what I want you to do is I want you to become a student of copywriting. And there are so many great free resources out there. And there's so many great paid programs that you can invest in. And if you're wondering where you should invest your money, I definitely would invest in learning how to write copy that really allows you to shine. And there's a few people that come to mind. Ray Edwards, Nikki Elledge Brown, Melissa Casera is a great writer that teaches so many awesome points about getting your voice out there. I mean, there's so many. There's Copy Cure from Marie Forleo and Laura Belgray. I'm going to list some of my favorite copywriting free resources and paid programs in the show notes. And also, I did an awesome episode with Ray Edwards. It was number 60, Copywriting Tips to Persuade, Promote, and Profit with Ray Edwards. So definitely check out that episode. But here's why I wanted to bring this one up and why I'm so passionate about it. I remember when I first started working with my own copywriter, Rai Schwartz. It was a few years back and we had a meeting where I needed to talk to him about who I was in my business. I needed to share with him my messaging and who my audience was and really what I wanted to communicate through the sales page that he was helping me write. And it was really easy for me to communicate with him about my voice and about the copy I wanted him to write because I had confidence in what I had done before. Now, the reason why I was ready for a copywriter is because there was just so much work to get done for a specific promo, and I was only one person, so I couldn't write all the copy for one of our biggest launches we were going to do. So I needed to bring in the big guns. But because I had done all the copy up until then, I was able to communicate with him what I was looking for. And after he wrote a few first drafts, 
I was able to say, oh, that sounds like me, or that doesn't sound like me, or tweak this a little bit because I would typically say this or that. Now, if I wasn't writing my own copy, I could never communicate that to Rye. And Rye and I have a very special relationship. I consider him a dear friend. And I feel that our relationship is so solid because we can pitch and catch together. And he doesn't feel like he's just out there alone trying to figure out my voice. We've been able to develop it together and it makes his work so much better inside of my own business. And it allows me to utilize all of his skills because I can communicate what I need, what I like, what works best. So if you want to have a really great relationship with your copywriter and you want them to be around long-term, figure out your voice first, write your copy for a good while before you ever hire someone else. It makes all the difference. Okay. Moving on to the third aspect of your business where I highly recommend you DIY it until you really got it down. And that is your online marketing. Now this is like a huge chunk. You might think, are you insane? Like that's 75% of what I do in my business is market online and you think I should do it all myself? Well, I'm not saying that you have to do it all yourself. You could get help from a VA, you can get help from a project manager, but what I don't want you to outsource is the direction and the strategy and the big picture of your online marketing. In fact, I want you in the trenches working on your webinar slide decks and your scripts for your videos and your Facebook ad copy and images and all the stuff that goes into your promotions and your marketing. I want you in the trenches working alongside anybody you bring in your business to help you. What I don't want you to do is outsource, let's say a big promotion or a big launch to an outside company. And it might surprise you to hear that that's exactly what I did early on when I was launching the Facebook Marketing Profit Lab. I hired a team of guys to work on the launch. And I remember they put together the sales page and they wrote the registration page copy and the sales page copy, and they put together just the whole funnel. And one, I had no idea what they were doing. They kept me out of the loop because they were working so fast. And the second thing is that I looked at what they did and none of it looked authentic to what I thought my brand was about. At that time, I was still very confused about branding and my messaging and my voice because I was so new at all of this. But what they did didn't feel like me, but it was like no turning back. I had paid them. They had spent a long time doing it. And at that point, my launch was happening in just a few days and I didn't feel like I could just turn back or postpone the launch. I was really afraid. Now, what happened was that I went out and I did my webinars and I marketed this program and it wasn't a huge success like I thought it would be because I was very disconnected to all of it. So what I had to do is I literally had to change things during the promo to make them more me and to make them feel more authentic. And I luckily was able to turn things around. But when we first started out this promo, it was very rocky. I only had one person buy on the first webinar I did during that promo. And I really truly believe it was because I was completely disconnected from everything that I had put out there. 
We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I wanna talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. So if I was able to go back and do that again, I wouldn't have hired this team of guys to do it for me. I would have hired some extra help, like an extra VA, or if I could afford it, a project manager to make sure all the pieces are organized. But you can bet that I would be sitting literally right next to that project manager and we'd be going through every piece of the promotion and making sure that he or she understood all the action items we needed to hit, who were the key players to get support and making it happen. And I'd communicate where I was going to have a big presence in the whole marketing journey with them. And I would communicate where I was going to play a big part in putting together this marketing strategy and working on the specific pieces. So I really wish I didn't try to outsource so early on because it didn't work. So again, you do not always have to do your online marketing on your own, but in the beginning, hold tight to it. Learn what works for you, what works for your audience, figure out what 
you're really going to enjoy in terms of, is it webinars? Is it a video series? Do you want to do a challenge? I want you to experiment with all of that. I want you to get in the trenches. And again, you'll know when you're ready to outsource this even more, or when you can step back and really just do the big picture of your strategy. We'll talk about when you're ready at the end. In the beginning, I'd love to see you have a pretty firm hold on what happens with your online marketing. There's an episode I did a while back with Anne Samoylev. It's called How to Plan Your Promotional Calendar Like a Boss. It's episode number 138. I highly recommend you check it out. Okay, moving on to the fourth aspect of your business that I highly recommend you DIY when you're just starting out, and that is your Facebook ad campaigns. Yes, you got to know how to run Facebook ads before you outsource it to somebody else. Remember my friend I told you about in the very beginning? She was just starting to ramp up her business. She was doing her very first webinar in order to sell her service, and she hired someone to run her Facebook ads. The Facebook ads didn't do so well, but more importantly, she had no idea why they didn't do well. She did not know who she was targeting, how much money she was spending per lead, and she didn't know if they were going to convert well. And this is stuff you've got to know before you outsource, because quite honestly, you could spend a lot of money and see very little results. About a week later, she realized that she had sunk $1,000 into an ad campaign and she had no details about the success of that ad campaign and she had no idea how it was set up, who she was targeting, or anything about cost per lead or cost per earning. She knew nothing. And so the other day she told me, okay, Amy, I get it. I really do need to understand Facebook ads up front before I outsource. That way I could give more quality information to the person running my ads and I could troubleshoot with that person more closely before they spend more of my money and get very little results. Because there are so many great Facebook ad managers out there that can run your ad campaign. But if you can't speak the same language they're speaking and you don't know what information to give them to set them up for success, then you are doing you and your business a huge disservice. So you really want to understand Facebook ad targeting. And if you're going to work with somebody to run your ad campaigns, then I want you to come to the table and say, here are 10 Facebook pages that I would like for you to experiment with in terms of targeting. And here are some specific blog posts that you can retarget. Here's some copy that you can use. Here's some images that my audience resonates with well. You need to know what works before you hire somebody else to do it for you. Because when you hire somebody else to run your Facebook ads, what I'd like to see is I'd like to see them scale your business. I would like to see them take what you've done and make it better. But you don't want them to make all the decisions from the get-go. You know your business best. So what I'd like to see you do is run a few Facebook ad campaigns on your own. Get familiar with how to target and how to retarget. Get familiar with what ad objective you want to choose. Play with your ad copy and your ad images. You go first. I think that's the theme of this entire episode. And a few areas of your business, you need to go first. And then you have mapped it out well enough so somebody else can pick up where you left off and make it even better. 
but I don't want people coming into your business and starting from scratch on your copy or your website, or in this case, your Facebook ad campaigns. I want you to set the stage and then you can hire somebody to take it to the next level. So really, really important. And another reason why I want you to do your Facebook ads on your own in the beginning is because I want you to see how quickly you can spend money with Facebook ads and how important it is to really understand what's working and what's not working. I want you to know when it's time to make changes, and I want you to really understand how to read the metrics of a Facebook ad campaign so you are always in the know as to what's working, what's not working, and when you need to tweak. Now, is this something you're going to learn overnight? Of course not. It took me a really long time to understand what works in my business when it comes to Facebook ads, but I am so very glad I ran my ads for about the first year of my business before I ever let anybody else help me do so. You don't have to do it for a full year. That's basically what I did. I probably did even longer because I was teaching Facebook ads, so I really needed to be in the trenches. But again, I want you to at least go first, and then you can hire somebody when you're ready to kind of pass it off. Now, when it comes to resources, I got a lot of them. First of all, I think that you should really follow everything Rick Mulready does. He should be your Facebook ads go-to guy. At least he is for me. And we've done so many episodes on this podcast around Facebook advertising. We're going to be doing even more episodes, especially episodes for the beginner just starting out with Facebook ads. But in the meantime, before we get some of those episodes live, I want you to check out episode 148, three tips to fix your Facebook ad targeting, because even if you are not running ads yet, these tips will help you so you won't make the same mistakes most people make. So that's episode number 148. And you definitely need to understand the Facebook pixel. So to do that, you can check out episode 163, demystifying the FB pixel. But I've got a lot of good ones for you. I'll link to even more in the show notes. Okay, moving on to the final aspect of your business that I highly recommend you DIY, and that is your money. Now, this one comes with a caveat because I actually think we should all DIY our money to a certain extent. I believe that we all should have a bookkeeper, and I will link to my favorite bookkeeper in the show notes. I mentioned that I use a bookkeeper in episode 167, your four by four gut check for your business. I talked about having a bookkeeper and how incredibly valuable and helpful that is to your business. Even if you're just starting out, like I think that's the best time to do it. But if you've been in business for a few years and don't have a bookkeeper, that's a huge red flag. So definitely, I think we all should be looking into a bookkeeper. But beyond that, I want you to be tracking your money. So this is the DIY part. Every single month, you should be looking at your profit and loss statement, and you should know how much money you brought in this month, and then you should know how much money you've spent this month. And in my info marketing business, our goal is to keep 68% of the money coming in, meaning that our expenses are only 32% of the big picture. Does that make sense? I'm not the best at talking numbers, so I think I use the wrong terminology most of the time, but I think you get the point. 
So at any given time, when we look at how much money we're spending in our business, we don't want it to be over 32% of the entire gross profit that we've brought in. And the reason why this is so incredibly important to us is that when you have an info marketing business, you can keep things lean for sure. Now, this percentage I'm throwing out there is not going to work for everybody. And if you're way beyond the 32%, well, it's just something maybe to aspire to, or at least look at your expenses and ask yourself where you could tighten up a bit or get a little bit more lean. Now, as you know, I don't have a really big team. We keep it small, but mighty. I use a lot of contractors on a project by project basis. I don't have a physical location, so we don't rent out office space. And in addition to that, I make sure that we are very deliberate in terms of any money we spend. Our biggest expense in our business is Facebook ads by far. But beyond that, I think it would be team And then beyond that, it would be some of the core tools we use, like Infusionsoft. We recently went through every single expense on our credit card over the last few months, and definitely the reoccurring fees, we do this all the time. And if we're not using something, we make sure we cancel it and we're not getting charged for it. So I talk about this a lot. I think I've probably mentioned that five times throughout my entire podcast episodes. You definitely want to look at that credit card statement. And if you're paying for a tool you're not using, cancel it or ask yourself, should I be using this? Am I dragging my feet? Should I get into this tool right away? Cause it can make a big difference for my business. And if the answer is yes, go for it. But anyway, getting back to DIYing your money, I don't mean that you have to crunch all the numbers. I wouldn't ever suggest that have a bookkeeper do that for you, but I want you actively looking at those numbers every single month. By keeping an eye on your finances, you avoid an emergency or a really tough situation that might come up because you just had no idea where the money was going. Also, by setting up a system of checks and balances from the beginning, you'll be set up for the long run. If you're just starting out, get into the habit of really knowing your numbers And so that way, when you start making bank down the road and the numbers are a whole lot bigger, you'll feel really comfortable navigating through those reports and knowing where the money's going, how much money you have to spend on this campaign or that campaign. And you'll know at the end of the year where you're going to end up. So really good money habits in the beginning of your business go a long way and will help you immensely when you start making the big bucks. So if you want to check out episode number 167, your four by four gut check, I talk more about this and some other areas of your business that I want you to look at. I did that episode kind of mid-year, a mid-year check into your business, but the four by four gut check episode I did, you can use that at any time just to, again, check into your business, make sure you're on the right track. Okay, so that leads me to the final thing I promised you, and that was to answer the question, well, how long do I need to DIY before I can outsource it or before I can hire somebody on my team to actually do the work for me? And here's my answer. I want you to DIY until one, you have a better understanding of the scenario that we're looking at. So until you can really understand who you're targeting with your Facebook ads and why you're targeting them, and if those targeting groups work, until you really know that information, 
You want to keep it in-house with you. And then when you really are ready to communicate to somebody else, this is who we target. This is why we're targeting them. And here are some results we've gotten with these targeting groups. That's when you know you're ready to outsource it. I also say if you can teach it to somebody else, then you can outsource it because you need to teach your business or the different aspects around Facebook ads or online marketing or your copy or your website design. If you can teach those aspects to somebody else to take over, then you're ready. But if you just hand it off blindly and say, I actually don't know what you need to do, so hopefully you can figure that out, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. So that leads me to the second point that you want to hand it off with confidence. Remember, I mentioned that when I was ready to bring on a big time copywriter like Rai Schwartz, I was able to sit with him and show him the copy that's worked for me inside of my business. The words I use, the phrases my audience responds to, the tone of my emails. He wasn't starting blind because if he did, he would never, ever know my voice. He would make my voice something that it is not. So I was able to hand that off with confidence. So that's kind of a gut check. Ask yourself, are you ready to hand off this aspect with confidence to somebody else? And if so, then you might be ready to quit the DIY and hire someone to do it for you. And the last thing I'll say about when you're ready to hand something off to somebody else, I want you to make sure that if you give, let's say, the website redesign to an expert, you're certain that they are going to take it to the next level. So if you want to make sure that your website is optimized for SEO, I don't think you need to be an expert in SEO. That's not one of my DIY areas that I would list here. However, you already have a website that's up and running. You know you can make it better. You know you can scale up with this website if you had a really smart SEO plan. Well, that would be something great that you outsource. They're not starting from scratch. They're taking what you've already created and making it better. So I love the idea of hiring someone to take the business further versus hiring someone when you're just starting out to start from scratch. You start from scratch, and then you have a framework to give somebody else an expert to make it even better. So there you have it. Hopefully you found some valuable tips in my five aspects that I highly recommend you DIY when just starting out. Now, I know that maybe you don't agree with me on all five aspects, and that's okay. My hope is that if you are in your first few years of business and there's a few areas of your business that you've outsourced and you just know you're not getting the kind of results that you think you should be getting, maybe it's time to pull back the reins in those areas that you've outsourced and instead you jump in the trenches and you do the work and you make sure that the copies in your voice, or you make sure that you really have mapped out a Facebook ad targeting plan that you know is going to work really well with your ideal audience. And then when you're ready and confident, you can hand it back to somebody else, maybe someone different this time around, hand it back to somebody you want to outsource to, but you have a really quality meeting or two or three with them in order to make sure they understand your business, your message, your voice, and your ideal audience. Those are all the things that only you can communicate and you can decide more than anybody else. 
So you go first. Now, another thing I wanted to add before I wrap up is that I was thinking about some of my mentors, people that I absolutely love to follow and I hang on every word and I just know they have a legitimate solid business. People like Marie Forleo and Michael Hyatt and Jeff Walker and James Wedmore and Stu McLaren. These are people that I consider friends and I know enough about the behind the scenes of their business to know what it looked like in the beginning for them. And all of them DIY'd most, if not all of these areas. And the reason I know that is for most of these people I mentioned, I've sat down with them. We've had drinks together. We've been on trips together. And the conversation typically always goes to remember those early years. Remember what it felt like, what it looked like. We talk about our big mistakes. We talk about how we got started, what things look like in the beginning. And although most of the time things looked really messy and very uncertain, all of my mentors have DIY'd just enough to set the foundation. Many of them DIY'd for a really, really long time before they were ready to hand it off. Now, a lot of the times, the reason why we DIY is we just don't have the money to hire somebody to do it for us. And so we are kind of forced into doing it ourselves, which is a good thing in my book. Because again, when you do it yourself, you know how it needs to be done right. So I just wanted to ease your mind a little bit that if you are DIYing most of what you're doing, one, you're on the right track, and two, so many people that went before you, people that you likely admire if you're anything like me, they did exactly what you're doing now, and it felt messy and awkward and uncomfortable, but what resulted from that is a lot of pride, an amazing sense of accomplishment, and self-worth. And if you outsource so much of your business in the beginning, What's going to happen is you are not going to feel connected to your mission and your message and your audience. And that disconnect actually contributes to people giving up because they feel like, you know what, this isn't right for me. I don't even have a connection with my audience. My messaging feels all over the place. Like this doesn't even feel like my business. It's so much easier to give up when you don't feel connected to everything you're creating. So I think that's why some of my mentors have made it to where they are today because they always felt grounded in their business because they were doing most of the work from the get-go. Now, the last thing I'll say is that I love, and I want to remind you of this, I love the idea of outsourcing. I love the ideas of keeping a small but mighty team and bringing in some key players to help you run your business. That's something I want you to aspire to. And I've already talked about when it's a good time to actually give the reins to somebody else. So please don't misunderstand me. By all means, outsourcing and hiring smart is part of the big picture of you building a successful, sustainable online business. But just don't jump the gun. You go first. All right. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Okay. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. And just recently I posted on social media asking for ideas for my podcast. I want to have some new, exciting guests on the show. I want to talk about topics we've never talked about before. And so many of you gave me amazing ideas for the podcast. And I am just chomping at the bit to dive into those topics with you. So just know we've got a lot of good things coming up soon. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.
Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 